Play the fight song. What's up, everybody? Back and running with the Play the Fight Song podcast inside a newsworthy, exploding newsroom. And everything is going on right now in the world of college football. We've had a national champion crowd. We have Nick Saban moves have broken in the last two hours. We have transfer portal buzz about who's going where. We have decommitments coming out of all this stuff. Things are on fire. We're pumped to talk about it. I tell you what, I don't know if I've been excited to jump as excited to jump on an episode this quick. This is like first time we have news break the day of or like really close to our recording time. Usually we're always early. I feel like because we were usually record on Tuesdays. Usually news will come out Wednesday, Thursday, and then it's too late and we haven't even touched on it. And we'll have to just use the Twitter to go off of that. But welcome in. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'll do some hosting tonight. Again, Parks is feeling a little under the weather, scratchy voice. Uh, kid hasn't left his apartment, I believe, in three days, he said. That is correct. Yeah. Well, sometimes he, he's he made it, huh? Right? You got to remember one thing you know about Parks is he is not thick freaks him out. If you're sick around him, if someone's sick around him, if he's sick, freaks him out. So he doesn't. Doesn't do well in those situations. There, there's no crime in being sick. The crime is getting other people sick. So you're not going to find me out of the house. I, I don't think you'll find a lot of people that'll argue with you in that situation. Reese, going down to you and Kyle McCord, you trust. But how are you feeling with like the sure last do. couple of days of college football? Like the world has kind of been set ablaze. New champion, not in the SEC, which you called, and now the king of yep, college. Yep, I did football call that. Good job, good job, Reese. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the Nick Saban thing caught me completely off guard. I really didn't think he was going to be gone. I mean, I thought I had you had two or three more years in him. I think he would want to end on a loss um, in a Rosal game nonetheless. But then you're getting new guys jumping in the portal. Um, you're getting your coaches changes. And, yeah, the, the game, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, I wasn't a fan of the way it went, but it's the way it goes. Um, but, yeah, just it's kind of sad the football season is over. It's weird while looking back to, like, the week one stuff and how how far away that was. But it's the end of it. and. Ready for it. Jake, I know you get locked and loaded into college basketball usually around this time or the NBA. I don't know if you're super locked into it or if you're just ready for baseball season like the rest of us. Yeah. Not college basketball. I think I've finally – I think I've made the decision that I'm just not going to do it this year. I usually kind of wait till like, conference play starts, and I'm just – I have no interest. And I could go on a tangent, but I feel like we're a college football podcast, so I'm not going to start it. That's fair. Uh, But other than that, man – I'm good. Iowa State beat the number two team in the country last night, and you're going to open with no college basketball? Well, I didn't get a chance to watch it because I had had work things going on. Um, but Poor guy's got a job. Wasn't oh. surprised that – I don't know. I wasn't surprised by the result. Imagine and, being the one guy that doesn't make money off this. What a loser, right? Yeah. What did, you, did you take uh, – you laid the three and a half last night, Jordan? No, dude. I, I just – I just sent him a text. I said, Houston by 15 tonight. Just give it in a little shit. This is like noon. He texts me an hour after game's over. He goes, oh, yeah, did you lay that number? Did you lay that number? No, that's not what I said. Yeah. I said, I said, Jordan, I know that college football season just ended, but could we please not have your dumbass college basketball takes? I would appreciate that. It wasn't even a take. It was just to get under your skin, and it worked. Because what would you have said had they won by 15? That sounds like a, you probably would have been like, like this team isn't even good. Oh, shocker. They lost to Houston. What are they supposed to do? That's no, if they had lost, I would have. I would not have said anything. You were a little charming. That sounds like a caspy comment right there. <laughs> Those, you could say that about Iowa basketball in some situations. But, hey, we have a lot to get to. We want to start off with the game, uh, the national title that happened on Monday night which is absurd, by the way, this is still happening on Monday nights, but it is important that we touch on this. I know a lot of people have talked about on every sports show ever. 
but we wanted to kind of have a different take at it. We wanted to look at it from our perspective and what really happened, what we really felt about the game afterwards, how we're feeling about each program, maybe how we're feeling about players and what college football uh, ramifications came from that. So uh, restarting with you, I know uh, you were saying you weren't too happy with the outcome. What, what going into that game, did you see things happen a little bit different or were you just hoping it would be? I was hoping it would be. I, I thought the spread was too much. I thought Michigan was going to win by a score. I didn't see them winning by 21. Um, mm-hmm. But then you're just looking at Washington. It's like they are right now. I It's like what Michigan was when they first started getting to the playoff. Like there was a team that was that got there, played well, but they just weren't the physically dominant team. I mean, they beat Texas, but Texas was just vulnerable with the big plays, which was what their entire mm-hmm. office was built on. But then when it came to actually a, sma- a smash mouth football game, it showed that they just weren't the most dominant team or most physical team. So it just kind of shows where Washington is at right now. And then you got to go replace um, Penix, which is a huge guy that you have to replace. And also Michigan just made him uncomfortable all day. Um, I mean, couldn't, I think he had the one big play of over like 15 yards. I want to say for a pass, they had another one, but there was like a penalty called it. So it didn't really, didn't really count. Yeah. Um, missed uh, Odunze for, for a touchdown. Just, it wasn't their game. Michigan came with the right game plan and everything was working for them. Uh, there was never a second they weren't in control of that game. Like Michigan or Washington coming out of the out of the second half and having an immediate turnover just kind of showed what that second half was going to be like. And it's just it was tough. It was it was just an uphill battle from the whole time. But yeah, Michigan, I got to eat my own words. They were the real deal this year, even though they did cheat, sons of bitches. But uh, they were they were pretty. Are we gonna let that go? Are we gonna let it? Go? I don't know. I don't know. We, I just, we're never gonna let it go. The Houston Astros, we're never letting that go. Uh, that's Two so – I hate the Astros. I hate the Astros. We're never letting Two it go. Things. Two things. We got to let go of the Florida State talk. I'm tired that's of it. Fair. And the Michigan things. I, I'm tired of it because we suspended the coach six times this year. And they found this out like halfway through the year. So they were kind of exposed or confiscated at that point. And it didn't slow down a bit. Like they ran through pretty much everybody. Could have done it to Alabama – forbidding a couple of mistakes and that team was really good the team was really good and i don't think the sign stealing had anything to do with their 14 and 0 season parks going to you real quick i know i think you were in the same boat as me as far as jake's confidence pool went we're in a situation where we did really well we're sitting two and three in this thing with more points available than the guy that was up top but we had to take Washington in order to get on the other side and win that thing. But I think you kind of expected the other end. You were hoping for the money on one side, but you were kind of expecting the other. How how did you feel as the game played out? And then afterwards, like, what did you really take away? Because it's one game, but it is the most important one of the year. Yeah, first I want to lead off with, unfortunately, we have people that are bigger media personalities than will probably ever be. And somebody needs to remind Brandon Walker that he does not write shitty articles for SEC today because him bitching about the product on the field and how that wasn't a good football game, it is insane. Like, dude, do you know what happened last year when Georgia played in that game? Do you think that was a better product for people to get into college football than what they watched this year? I mean, it wasn't a blowout. It ended up being a three-score game at the end, but that game was close. There, it got People thought they were going to blow it open 24-3. to and then they cut it 17-10. Now it's a ball game at half. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game, but it went about how I thought it was going to. I thought Michigan did what they need to do on the ground. And a, a big part that I can't believe no one said yet is how uncomfortable did Penix look? 
I thought this was the worst game that we've seen from off Washington's offensive line in a while. And that's a credit to Michigan's week. front. And the, Jake, you did say it last week, Jake, it's okay <laughs> to take credit for that, but he, he didn't look comfortable. We didn't get the same Michael Penix. Unfortunately, he got banged up a little bit towards the end, mm-hmm. fought through it, but it was just that Michigan team was too much, man, too deep in every position, as I've said a thousand times. So it, was, it went about as what I thought it was going to be, but I appreciated the game in general. I thought it was a good, fun, close game to watch. I agree 100%. We have got to stop this whole thing. And it happens in every sport, not just college football, whether it's the Super Bowl, college football, national t- title, uh, basketball, NBA, MLB, whatever. Name your sport. If the one game that you watch, it's a game seven or it's a game six or national title, it's not like down to the wire, by your teeth, scraping by last second monster play. People are like, that wasn't even a good game. How many I games thought- during the year actually get that, though? Like, that's that's what happens like that's how the sport plays out and just because you it's not a made for tv product it's not scripted it's authentic it's sports it's not all gonna be perfect so like that the bitching about it is just insane why what's yeah like you said like what's the point like last year it's been a blow it was a blowout a couple years ago like it's always been this way in college football for ever since college football playoffs started for the most part i think if you wanted out of both of those teams if you had to pick which team you would rather have down 20 points in the national championship. I don't know about you guys. I think it's Washington for me being a person of common sense. And I'm sure you guys are too. You know, we've watched this team all year. We try, we try. We, I thought Washington had a chance really up until eight minutes left, seven minutes. I mean, Mm -hmm. even like that last, that last pick, that last pick by Penix down that got back down for Michigan to their six. That was the nail in the coffin, but that's a good enough offense for me where I never 100%. thought that was. But you, you're you right. You do get the casuals that haven't watched Washington all year, and they're like, oh, this team's just getting their ass kicked. They're not going to figure it out. This game's over. Yeah, Fine. You you were right, but I like to be optimistic, and I like to have a little bit of sense in what I'm watching. So Yeah, and it's it, for me on this one, like you guys have made obviously all the really good points that I kind of had written down for the most part of it. Um, one stat I do think that maybe people don't realize that uh, is something in college football that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. It's like Penix was sacked once, but that doesn't mean the defensive line was ineffective in the pass uh, pass rush, right? Like how many times do you see a situation in college football where you just can't get to a guy because he's elusive? I mean, Caleb Williams gets away from a lot of sacks and has for a long time. He's also sacked a lot, but that's how bad the offensive line was. Penix is different. Penix got rid of the football in most cases and had options in those situations. Michigan decided they can get pressure with four and didn't have to bring the fifth and sixth to open up hot, you know, check downs for Penix. And when that happened and it's pressure from the edge, it's pressure from interior. Texas was a lot more interior uh, with sweat and those pieces, and so he was able to move left and right and make plays. But when you collapse a pocket from the inside and have him contained, it makes it a lot tougher. And then he takes a couple big hits, and you could tell the kid was battling. Uh, was it himself? He looked very, like, again, looked uncomfortable in the pocket, and it was throws that maybe he should make under duress that he's not going to get hit on. He was bracing for impact before the ball got out of his hand. Because, like, I don't know if he broke ribs. I don't know if it was just like pain in general, what it was, but you could see him grimacing and you could see him falling away from throws. Like he was falling away from pressure off his back foot. He wasn't getting under the foot, really pushing through anything. And so it made a difference. But 
on the flip side, I think we do have to give a little respect to Washington on the defensive side of the football. They said, like, if you don't give up two big plays early in that first quarter, we're talking different football game because they figured it out. They go, you know, like those drives, Michigan ate them up. I 100%, but even before the big plays, right? Like they were moving the football at their own will. But when you get into the second half or in the second quarter and you kind of see the numbers dwindle from Michigan, it's because they're like, McCarthy, come beat us. And he couldn't. He made the one play late uh, to lo- to Loveland, I believe, and it was barely caught. If that ball's tipped, it's picked. It's going the other way, and you're in a whole different game. If it's a little overthrown, it's picked. Like They needed one big play, and they got a big play out of a receiver or a tight end in that case. it they're, Come beat us. And we said this about McCarthy in the semifinal. We said it about the national title. Just don't turn it over. You don't have to break the world. How about 10 of 18 for 140? That's all they needed. So I, Washington bowed up, but it was just too late. Michigan was stout the whole night. And if you guys look back at that, I haven't watched the game back yet. Um, I I kind of thought what we were getting out of Michigan felt very – I kind of felt like an NFL game in the senses that, like, you got an elite defense against a team who just – has it has struggling to move the football and then on the flip side they were just trying not to lose like it's a lower scoring game they were just playing battle rock fight a little bit just don't lose it right it felt like an nfl playoff game in that sense i don't know if you guys felt similar towards the end of that one i mean that not to be a kind of a jackass about it but that was at one point a top five coach in the nfl that won a national championship on monday so i think he really he forced his style it took a few years Mm -hmm. and People wanted him fired after that two and four COVID season. for his head. Um, but yeah, man, like like you said, he he wanted a different way, and I think that's why we love college football and it's kind of stuff like that. And that's we won't get into the Harbaugh stuff right now, but it's another reason why I want him to stick around um, to see somebody win in that style. We haven't really seen probably in the fourteen playoff era that really really relied on its run game and mm-hmm. one or two plays from your quarterback. Uh, it was kind of – I don't want to see it every year because it is a little monotonous and I don't love Big Ten football, but to see a team just powerhouse their, their and impose themselves to a national championship was – I thought it was different. I thought it was unique, and that's what made this season so great. You get – Parks, you have a thought on Washington and, like, going forward. If you're on that team and you've gotten to that stage, you go undefeated until that point, you don't show up the way you wanted to. Things don't go very well, pretty much from the jump, right? You had your one piece to cut it to seven. You were within seven for a long time. How are you approaching that program right now, like from the outside? Yeah, I think it changed just today. I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen after the Saban news, which we'll get into. But yeah, if there's names jump in those portals, I mean, I saw, I think, 25 different to way too early preseason top 25s. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I saw a single one with Washington in the top 10. They are losing a lot, so they have to take advantage of situations like now, the college football we currently live in. Go refill those positions, and who knows? You're going into an absolutely 18-team loaded Big Ten conference where you're going to find familiar foes that were on the Mm -hmm. better end of the teams you faced along with even better teams that you just got beat by. So I think Washington and Michigan match up, what, is it week three next year? I can't remember what we're in, but they also come to Kinnick Stadium, Washington does, and so like – I'm excited to go to that one. That'll be one I definitely grab tickets to because that's a new brand coming into Kinnick. That's an established program with guys with Iowa ties on the coaching staff. Um, that's another thing. Reese, you look at a Washington from the outside perspective, like Parks is saying, like you have to kind of rebuild a little bit. 
but how do you feel foundationally? Like, are you, how worried are you about DeBoer leaving or how worried are you about reloading and resetting this program? Or do you think it's going to maybe, if it goes back to maybe eight, nine wins next year, is it panic button time? It can't be. Right? I think as long, as long as DeBoer is there, I think you're fine. I'm not worried about it. If he, if he leaves, then yeah, maybe it's a little worrisome, but I think you can fill in when your, your OC there might just step in unless he gets mm-hmm. picked apart. Cause I think he was getting recruited by Saban last year. So unless he gets recruited yep. away somewhere else, um, but I, I would be just fine with them. Yeah, if you if you fall to eight or four, yeah. But again, that's a normal Washington season kind of for them. I don't think it'd be hit the panic button mode. It's also you're trying to replace Penix and Adunze and those guys that have been massive. Um, and some guys on the defensive side of the ball as well too. So yeah, you got to replace guys. Um, if they're not to the fourteen one that they were this year, yeah, this was a, a very very good team. But to replicate this team back to back years when you're going to lose your quarterback. Whereas like a Michigan team who literally brought back everybody and their studs um, in the backfield. That's a different story, but I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Washington fan, especially if, especially if DeBoer is going to stick around. I mean, the coach of the year, that's going to carry some weight and that guy's going to really get some recruits in there as well too. So, Am I crazy in saying Reese, I, I think you made a great point there. Eight and four, eight and four, nine and three. We are very close with how loaded these new conferences are to maybe that's a 12, 12 spot. That's an mm-hmm. 11 spot. Yeah. You might have a shot at eight and four. So I think we're yeah. going to look at eight and four, nine and three, a whole lot differently over these next few years. Yeah, Jake, I think that's your biggest takeaways. Well, I just think that's a good point. Um, and I think I don't personally know the Washington fan base, but I really hope they don't change their expectation to now that they think they're this mm-hmm. top five brand in college football because they're not. They don't recruit on that level. Uh, I think DeBoer's done a decent job in the transfer portal. Obviously, obviously, he's got a decent replacement in Will Rogers, who has a ton of snaps under his belt. He's gotten some guys from like San Diego State, Arizona State, and I think even Montana yeah. State on the offensive defensive line. I don't know what the receiver situation is. I don't know who can come back and who's really going to the pros on the top of my head. Uh, I think it for sure is. Okay. And then obviously, Adunze is a top five pick. Um, but I just think you can't expect if they're expecting 10 wins next year and if that's a failure to them and especially in the new league, I think they're just out of their minds. I have no mm. idea. I'm not on Washington Twitter. I have no idea. But it is. But I mean, but every fan base is dealt with. I mean, not every fan base. I said that differently. There's a lot of fan bases that have won to a point where they react like they expect way more than they need to now. Like you're not jumping a weight class, right? Like you're not. Like this whole shebang, like you're you're still a really good program and you are who you are. So like live in that identity and do not try to be something you're not. Like I think that hurts more programs than it helps. I I also think too, if you're looking at because last time Washington was in the college football playoff, they went and played Alabama and got yep. boat raced. This time you went to a playoff, you won a playoff game, got to the championship game. And yeah, the score was what it was, but you're at least competitive for three out of three and a half out of the four quarters. So your brand, I think what you're at now is a lot better than what it was in the past. Basically, what Reese is saying is that Washington gets into the playoff next year. They're winning at third time's a charm. Could be. Right. That's Who the knows? next stage. Who I, knows? Somebody write this down, clip it. Reese has already said Washington's winning a national title next year. <laughs> I, I don't Will know. Rogers, how it's out Will there. Rogers I bet it now. <laughs> if Will Rogers wins a national championship, I know I've said this before. We've made this bet. You guys can shave my head. <laughs> It's back. It would be. Come on, Will. Be, we need, are going to need a little more than that. I mean, we, can we paint it after we shave it? 
Sure. Yeah, you can paint a big, big yeah, Will, purple W Will Rogers, on it. Will Rogers tattoo. No, we're we're gonna do something worse than that. We're gonna do like a Nebraska and a Hawkeye logo on it, both sides, yeah. like a helmet. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. House divided other... tattoo, <laughs> Iowa, Nebraska. Yeah. Any last takeaways from this game? Anything that we didn't touch on? Anything that happened in the game that we wanted to? Oh, I have one more thing. But if nobody else has anything, go, go ahead. ahead, Jordan. This is a this is a discussion point. Open floor, but I have a take. We've got to stop this staying on the field to watch celebration shit. I said to. that the uh, I said it's that the other fake. night. Yeah, it's fake. It's, it's terrible. Not real. What's the it's point? Terrible. What are you getting out of it? Everybody's motivated differently, but what the hell are we doing? This isn't you. Just, this is selfish. I don't know how selfish the kids are that are doing this, but like, what percentage of you is doing it to get a picture taken of you in this situation? What percentage of you really needs to see this to be motivated for the next season? Ah, yeah, I think the, the only one, the only one that I saw that was like egregiously bad was Ty Thompson in the yeah, Pac-12 that, title. Like, come on, bad. dude, guy wasn't even playing. <laughs> yeah, he didn't step step on the field one time. But the McCarthy one last year, I think they had Polk this year or somebody else this year for Washington. Uh, there's been a ton. Like they're all over the place. It's it like a, from this Cincinnati. new thing. Dude, the, yeah. somebody pulled that one up from the other day. That was hilarious. I don't know. He goes, I don't know who this kid is, but you watch out for number six. I think Justin oh. Harris was his name. He is going to be a difference maker. You remember the name. He's standing like Because you're he, watching yourself get beat like on the field. Like you're watching confetti come down. These people are celebrating one of the best days of their life, winning title and whatever level. And it's just, what does that really well, do for you? It's not that well, cool. It's not cool at all, the, actually. Well, the three of three of the four of us, just because we played baseball, but three of the four is we've seen people doggy pile in front of us. Doesn't that kind of piss you off a little bit? Why would I want to watch walking, it? As you're Dude, I'm not saying I'm not saying I I don't want to watch it, but it happened in front of you. Our yeah, freshman year, they when a team did that on our field, I yeah, will say that, that all the upperclassmen were very yeah. frustrated. No, it didn't frustrate me. I did. I played. I threw two innings that year. I think you have to Still play. Piss you off. Look, dude, yeah, it, happened, it, happened, it, happened, it happened to me twice in high school. I'm not. You're, you, you guys are, you guys are arguing, you're arguing the wrong point. You're arguing the wrong point. <laughs> the point's the that point it's is, stupid. The point is, is you didn't sit there and stand there and watch the doggy pile. I'm assuming you walked off the field. You went to the dugout. You went yeah. to the corner. Or what, yeah. whatever. Dog piles like, are a different breed. Saying. They happen too fast to not watch it. Dog piles are the best. Doggy piles are the best celebration in sports. I don't care what anybody says. That's that's a fact. But back to this, it's it's a bad look. I mean, I think the tweet that was circled around this year where it was like, bro, it wasn't even close. Like, go to the bar is a great way to put it. Well, you know who started this is Stefan Diggs, and he hasn't even been close yeah. to the AFC title game since then. He's, I mean, what are we doing? We want to follow know, that. It, it doesn't, I, that's why I think it happened is they saw the pictures and they're like, dude, what if like, if I lose, could be that bad if I just get a picture taken. And it's not am, right after the game. This is 30 minutes, 45 minutes after go in the locker room, talk to your boys, listen to your coach speak. Let's like get back on the other side of this loss where you were like you're happy with that you've gotten there and like you're still hurting, but like you're not watching other people. You're with the freaking. I am one hundred percent convinced Ty Thompson told somebody to take that photo. Like there was an iPhone photo. It looked like it was from the stands. <laughs> That's the it only one that been. I thought was bad. But uh, yeah, I think I think the whole trend's just stupid. But let's jump into some recent news and transfers. Uh, we'll go into commitments, uh, some new entries within to the portal, coaching changes, and then immediately into our Nick Saban discussion. So. Commitments out of the portal. Jade, or, uh, excuse me, Jade Mavia, UNLV to Georgia to USC. 
Parks, you had the scoop on this, and then you didn't, and then you kind of did already. So like, what yeah. what's going on? Yeah, you know, I take the time to like so go make a, go get a photo, edit it, make it look a little nicer, add a logo, make the logo look somewhat cool, add our logo. And this dude had me run around Google. That's insane. Flipping I mean, in the portal is insane. Like I, I put the USC one out there. And then 10 minutes after I put that out there, he commits to Georgia. Oh, shit. Delete that one so we don't look dumb. Put the Georgia one out there. Day later, back to USC. You should have right left there. it up there, quote tweeted, to be like, I'm just going to retweet this one and leave yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back. I, I could probably uh, do that for a few people. Uh, Malachi Nelson, quarterback out of USC, committed to Boise State. Halen Green has been replaced. From the Broncos, is this the most talented quarterback Boise State's had in any number of years, Schaefer? It has to be. It has to be like he would be the school's highest-rated recruit. I mean, I don't even have a it in front of me. I just know that on the top of my head because there's mm. no way Boise has gone and picked up a guy like that straight out of high school, and that's more of the benefit of the transfer portal. It's why we love it so much. Is for instances like this, and um, he wasn't really. From what I've listened to, he wasn't wasn't ready for USC. He wasn't ready to play, and that's why they were going after Will Howard and and Jaden Mavia. Like they're going after other names. So um, interested to see if if he's an upgrade from Taylor Green. I would imagine he's a better thrower because uh, that doesn't take much. So I think he's in a good spot. I'm excited to watch him. Point. Uh, yeah, little KJ in Arkansas is going to not really change that scheme at all. I promise you. Um, the biggest one, I think, out of commitments here, Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss, the running back, All-American, uh, SEC freshman of the year, I believe, led the SEC in rushing. Commits to Ohio State. Reese? Uh, I was to say, a low-key one people may not have heard about, but uh, the leader in passing yards in the FCS has committed to Miami, Reese Poffenbarger. Yeah, Poffenbarger, you, that you all been a kid. Yep. yep. He uh talented kid. Um, the, a lot of FCS quarterbacks are making the jump to Division one or division one a i guess they call it um or the fbs i don't know how many of them are gonna absolutely work out i mean that's a tough place to go win right now i think for poffenbarger i think he's got to be like the bee's knees um but back to judkins where do we see this like you just you're coming off an ohio state team that had travion williams uh and had all these other pieces and good running backs through the years where does he fit in this whole thing he fits perfectly, Jake. You already mentioned that Will Howard, to be effective, has to have a running game along with him. So I'll tee this one to you. But what a dick move. Or what a great move, I guess, if you're a yeah. huge Ohio State fan for five minutes after the Michigan wins the national title. You're at your lowest of lows. I was going to say, that he had to have done points. that. Yeah. I think he did it purposefully. But I think the, he I did, mean, too. Putting the fandom back up. So good yeah. move by him. Great move for the I'm fans. Coming. But dick I'm move, looking back on it. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I think it's a good spot. I mean, if there's one team you probably want to run for in the Big Ten, it's either the the older brother in Michigan or Ohio State. Hopefully we mm -hmm. don't have any Ohio State fans on. Just pissed them off a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I think it is a good spot. Like I said before, I think he's going to help out. Um, he's going to help out Will Howard. I don't know, but Ryan Day likes to use a couple of running backs. Like he used yeah. Chip Trainum, Travion Henderson. I'm, I'm – my forgetting, I feel like this. Yes, thank you. I was forgetting the other guy in the top of my head. So he likes to use multiple backs. Uh, I'm assuming he got the bag. <laughs> I'm sure I he got well so too. They also, I'm sure he got compensated. But I'm this wondering, probably like, helped a uh, an announcement today. They had an offensive guard announce that he would return 
to Ohio State. So I assume this helps. This and situation. didn't Seth McLaughlin commit to Ohio State? Yes. From Alabama. Okay, so they're trying to give him a push. My my thing is, I'm wondering what did Ryan Day sell him on? Was it just money, or was it like, hey man, like you're gonna get Both. you're gonna be our one back, you're gonna be sixty percent of carries? What if he what if he doesn't want all the carries? I I would highly doubt that. But a college. But what if he doesn't? The amount of carries he had at Ole Miss, he's putting a lot of miles on those legs. What if he wants to be a 60-40 guy? What if he wants to take a little off and get the money right, split the workload? And still have the ability to have a breakout year. I mean, is it that crazy? Because you're dealing with a position in running back that isn't that valued in the NFL at this point in time. Like, this is a guy, a lot of backs that have broken out in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor being an exception, or and probably Javante Williams at uh, from North Carolina Place for Denver, are guys that weren't the workload. Like, they were sharing it, right? Like, they were going through things. So, like, that's how it feels in a lot of situations. And I, Jonathan Taylor is a walking same. piece of glass. So take they that all, for what it is. That's <laughs> why the position is what it is. Not because of Jonathan Taylor, but because they are, people feel like the schemes really get, um, it make the running back and the running back doesn't make the scheme, at least in this era of NFL football. I, right. I would like to see him if turn him, turn him more into a pass catcher. Cause I definitely, you didn't get that with Henderson or no. train him. So does Ryan Day kind of implement that in, into his offense and just kind of make him a fifth receiving option? I don't. I would like to see. I think he can. I think he's good out of the backfield. I think he's quick I enough think, to get in space. I think they'd enjoy that. I think they'd really like have an option to have an option, especially if you're reloading a receiver room like they always do. I mm-hmm. and I'm saying reloading this because it is you're not reworking it. It's not being reorganized or anything. They have talent there already, so that's really important to look at. And that'll be uh, a team. Obviously, I think will be in a lot of top fives. Is top five fair to say? You know, like way too early top fives, top twenty yeah. fives early in the in July or August. They always so, are. You can you can always yep. throw them in there for top me. ten is the safest, safest top five is probably pretty right. Yep, I agree with you. Agree with you both. Entry into the portal that I've seen Clifton McDowell, Montana's quarterback, uh just got off an FCS national title loss to South Dakota State. He after one year uh in Missoula with the Grizz has hit the transfer portal. He's from uh, Central Arkansas originally. Not the school, not the area of Central Arkansas, but he is more of a runner. He's not a great passer. He kind of developed more and more as the year went on, but he is kind of like, I feel like we've used this a lot in this situation, but he's like, he's KJ Light. I think he is tailing green. I I think that would be my comp in this situation is he's um, not the most gifted passer, but he runs really well. Uh, Put yourself in a good situation where he can run maybe that spread options tile offense, that RPO style offense. Uh, so he has hit the portal from Montana, and Montana will go looking for a quarterback uh, and hopefully to make another national title. Uh, congrats to the Grizz. Congrats to the Jacks on their FCS national title back-to-back, I believe, for the Jacks. The people of South Dakota are going and saying, hey, good for these states that don't have FBS programs being the cream of the crop in the FCS. I think that way overlooked. I think that's so good for awesome you, Brookings. Um, for the sport. Um Coaching changes. I'll just rattle through these quickly. Obviously, if you have anything to say, hit the buzzer, raise your hand, do your thing. Kevin Steele hired as Bet or Kevin Steele retires as Bama's close, defensive close. coordinator. Yeah, I, I'm going through this quick, and I immediately had the wrong. It would have been weird if they hired him, and then what happened later <laughs> happened. Retired, um, yeah. uh, Zach Lugin hired as offensive coordinator in Northwestern. This one 
related to that South Dakota State team. He was the offensive coordinator for them. Uh, Johnny Nason hired as co-defensive coordinator at Texas. He's a defensive coordinator at Arizona this year or this past year. Been very successful. Good for Texas going and getting a guy there. Jeff Collins hires the defensive coordinator at North Carolina. North Carolina is still working to find a defensive solution for their problems they continue to have if they want to have a chance to win in the ACC, it feels like. I buy Gene Chizik. And Bo Davis, you buy it? Oh, bye-bye. I thought you said you were buying it. I said, like no, I said, I said bye-bye Gene Chizik. Yeah. The most yeah, that, uh, fluke that national championship coach of all time. Hill. Nope. Damn right. You're probably just tickling, yeah, tickling Jake's fancy saying that. <laughs> Iowa State guy that left for Auburn. Hate that guy. He's he could have done it in his Ames. He could have done it in Ames. He's actually could have done it without him, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, could anybody? That guy was one of the best college football players ever walked the earth. Uh, Bo Davis hired his defensive line coach at LSU. Hired him away from Texas. Bo Davis, obviously, most recognizable and infamous for his screaming speech at Texas and Sark's first year there. Uh, I believe this is a after a loss to LSU at a neutral site game is when that happened on the bus. Are you talking? No, that was Iowa game. state. Was- well, I, I can't remember who they played to in that situation. The Texas. You're talking about Texas, the guy, the coordinator or the defensive line coach yelling on yes, the bus. This is Bo Davis. That, yes. That was the Iowa state game when they got their ass game. kicked. Sark in first Ames? year. Yeah. Okay. They got yeah, dis- so that's- dismantled. Yeah, that's what they're most known for. He's yelling at people to get in the portal and get off the team. Can't deal with it anymore. Hired away from Texas by LSU. LSU making some hires. Not messing around. Brian Kelly is ready to make a change on the defensive side, get a little bit better and compete for a national title. And with that, it kind of seems like the door's open for it, right? Parks, do you have something? Uh, no, I just want to say, I think the best fit out of all the names you just said was, I think we got to talk more a little bit about Lugin. I thought Lugin going to Northwestern was like, a really, really good move by them. I think Bronze made every correct move you can make as an interim head coach and now a new head coach. I mean, they already won eight games last year. Now they get a very run-heavy, Big Ten-fitting offensive coordinator. I think he'll be super successful there. So I love that hire. Yeah, I think that but scheme also, is very Northwestern. And I'd also add Blake Baker, the Missouri defensive coordinator, is the new yep. coordinator at LSU to go along yeah, uh, with I mean, Davis. This, insane LSU hirings right now. Like they are really working to make that program better and better and better and get back onto the national stage. Not that they weren't this year, but playoff good top four seed. Good. Win an sec titles. Good. All of that leading into the big news that we had drop in the last two or three hours here. Nick Saban has officially retired as coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. The greatest coach of all time. I think it's pretty easy to say that his stat line is absolutely incredible. Um, just reading some of these stats, five-time SEC coach of the year in 28 seasons, 292 total wins, 11 SEC championships, an 804 winning percentage, 19 bowl wins, a MAC championship, 49 players selected in the first round of the NFL draft, and seven national titles at two different schools. I mean, anybody want to try and build a resume? Yeah, on, that sounds on. like me in NCAA football on Friday. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Retire in NCAA 14 and 2026. It's yeah. Seven national titles, 15 time coach of the year. <laughs> like, with Toledo being a part of that resume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. But how did, were your initial feelings from this? Like, we don't need to go into the crazy breakdowns. How did you initially feel when you heard the news? Shoot, go ahead. 
it sucks, right? I mean, uh, I is it like yeah, a part of your does. childhood dying? I think it sucks too. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, like a lot of things. That's different for programs like us. We're not playing them every year. Yeah. We're not a massive rival of them. But like, it kind of sucks. I love listening to the guy talk about the press. I love him talking uh, about his program. I love listening to him talk about football in general, life in general, and then watching him really live that life on the field is incredible. I thought it was. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I agree. And a little bit blindsiding, no? I mean, I figured we'd get him one more year. I was going to say. The redemption we didn't tour. hear rumors about like, it. Did we, did, was there rumors about it at all during the year? I didn't hear uh, any. Okay. Rumors, bit. speculations before the year. I didn't not hear during. anything. That's why, I, that's why I was more blindsided. I was like, I had Do no we idea. really? Did we? Okay. Did we really want him to do the Coach K tour? No, no, no. Because no, I no, did. No. Not that. No, no. I don't no, think. I don't do think that's that, what he's saying. saying. Like, there was no speculate. Like there was no rumors about like maybe he would do. He's not like like Coach K was like, hey, I want to be done next year. Like Saban, I don't think would do that. Like I think he would just like you would hear more about it like throughout the year. He wouldn't want that shit. I was saying it more as redemption as we just lost the game before the national title. Yeah. After winning the SEC when we weren't supposed to, like, watch us finish this thing. Okay, now I'm done, but not give you any hints even next year about you, it. You could argue, like, somebody said, I don't remember where I heard it. He's like, I can't believe he didn't go out on top. I mean, who's to argue he didn't? I think this could be, this year, it could have been be one of his best, best coaching, coaching job. job he's ever he's ever yeah. done. Like, with the talent that, that Alabama lacked they, to, to bounce back after like week two. SF. Yeah, and well, but this is back to like the recalibration of like expectation within a fan base. This is a fan base that wanted to. Ju- I have a quote here from Nick Saban that I had from like my favorite Nick Saban moments. He, he said in a presser, I think last year or a year before, when I came here, everybody was happy to win a game. Now nobody's happy to win a game. Like, like that's he's got a point. Like if you didn't win by enough, Alabama. That's fans, so hard. If Do you know how good you have to be? For that, but people get mad when you win. That's exactly that's how good he was. It's un, it's like the guy won so much and so at such a high level that his own fans hated when he won because they didn't Fair look point. the way they wanted it to. There wasn't up to the Alabama standard. Newsflash to Alabama: you're a really good program, blue blood, obviously within college football. But before Saban got there, you weren't much. They lost to UL Monroe his first year. Yeah. Yep. Could you imagine? <laughs> like this I mean, is you can't act like that from that fan base that like they they created Saban. Saban created Alabama. Re, or didn't create him, but brought him back to life. Like rose them from the dead in this situation, right? Like if you're looking at Saban Parks and you're talking to somebody 15 years down the road that maybe is just now growing up and they're pretty young, they're not going to remember his tenure at Alabama. What are you talking about with Saban? Like, how do you explain it? It was a shock if they didn't make the playoff for the national title. If his team did not make the playoff for national title, it was a down year. There, it's yeah. not they didn't win the conference. Like that was almost a given at one point at the at, at the run of their dynasty. And that's all you need to say because once people can wrap their head around, it's it's shocking, like a mm-hmm. gen, genuine genuine shock. If they didn't make it like their over under win total never got under 10 in the last five years. That's come on. That's ridiculous. That's yeah, that's full classes because you got guys only playing three years there. They make up half of the NFL. How many NFL first round picks have they had? How many starters yeah. in the NFL played at the University of Alabama? Unbelievable. It's insane. Is this this was a thought that came into my head. Um, is this the biggest news in college football? Probably since. 
either the 12 team playoff being announced or NIL being legalized. Uh, like, since or is, there, is there another, but is, but is it like, is this news no, that because big? this, this changed college football, his, his rise of Alabama to this standard changed college football. It changed the sec, right? Like um, yeah. listening to the cover three podcast, they jumped on this morning on an emergency pod. And Danny Cannell goes, was the sec yelling sec before Nick Saban mm-hmm. was Alabama? No, that, that program, this is, and I am not comparing these two, please. I am prefacing this. I am not comparing these two where the big 10 West has held the big 10 West back by just playing ugly football and not getting better and adapting to the times. The SEC has done the opposite. It's keep it up with the Joneses. You saw what Alabama was starting to do with Saban. The rest of the SEC jumped in. And look how much it benefited from that, right? LSU, not that these weren't good programs again before, but LSU got better and better. Texas A&M got better and better. Like, you go down the list. All these programs, Kentucky, right? Like, all these programs have gotten better and better and better in the Saban era because they had to keep up with them, right? So, Whereas the Big Ten West has held itself back in situations playing like each other, Nick Saban rode or brought the SEC up. I don't know if you feel similar in that in that case. I got a good one. Ten years down the road, yep. Little Parks says, "Dad, wh- wh- who's Nick Saban? What was Nick Saban, son? He was the aspiring standard for literally every other program in the country. That's what we just lost." Mm-hmm. So sad day, sad day for the sport, sad day for our well, yeah, generation. It's more shocking that we have to explain who Nick Saban is or that Parks has a son. What? No insult in my swimmers when we're talking about the GOAT. <laughs> I would say... Uh, His boys are going to perform. I mean, yeah. I don't think we can say there will just be... There will never be another one. I think with the parody in college football now and like the, this yeah. day and age with NIL and, and how you're fast not teams, seven. I just, yeah, you just, it's, it, it maybe like, I guess I don't know how long Kirby Smart's going to be coaching for, but maybe he can grab two or three more before he retires in 20 years. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, what he ran a decade, it's like 12 he years. He ran college seven. football since 2009. Yeah. Like this has been Alabama's college football, literally to this year. Like it, it is Alabama's college yeah. football. It has been. What's and when what's you listen to the guy more? talk to? Like, I was just gonna say when you listen to the guy talk to, like he just sounds like a dude that you want to play for. Like when he talks, about, I, th- yeah. I think I had a quote earlier in the year when he talked about when NFL teams are calling him, like, "Hey, how was this guy? You know, what was he like this year?" And like freshmen would always talk to him, like they want to transfer out because they weren't playing. But he would tell the freshman, like, you know what? The NFL guys who call me, like, they don't, don't ask how did you play as a freshman. Like, what kind of guy did you grow into? What kind did you develop into? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the kind of dude that can that would recruit me in a heartbeat. Like, if I was ever gifted like that. Like, the dude that has a genuine care and, like, builds up his players. Because I think I saw a stat, too, where, like, not one player that ever finished out with four years of that program didn't end up playing, like, in a national championship or, like, in the playoff. Like, everybody who would have been in one of those classes at one point that's had a insane. chance to play for a national championship. Like, that's crazy. This and is I the would, college. This is the college football equivalent of when Tiger Woods finally says no more events. This is the this is the college football equivalent to that. It's the greatest would, of all time. Putting it down, and I would say too, just maybe we could put a ball on this. Is like when did this thought process come into fruition? Uh I think was it last year, kind of after the season when they didn't make the college football playoff, and maybe he took a look around the landscape and he's just like. 
how the hell do I have the number one quarterback in the draft? I have one of the best defenders in the last 10 years as a prospect, and we mm. can't make the playoff. Do you think Lash – I think he, he didn't just decide after the USF game, fuck, I can't coach Milrow. This is – I can't do this. This is over. No, I think he legitimately – I think last year with a, me and you, JP, talked about how talented that team was. And for them mm. not to even get to the playoff, I think it really sat him back. And he's like, I just don't know how much I can be running this race and trying to trying to keep up with this anymore with how much talent I have. And it's it's still not good enough. That's kind of where I think. Do I know Nick Saban? Absolutely not. But that's where I kind of feel cool. like. Yeah, that's where I'd I kind of feel beer. like. Uh, never say, really never say never. <laughs> I would say, um, JP, you asked greatest memories, though. Uh, my, my favorite quote is definitely the one I had to Google it just to, so I didn't mm-hmm. uh, blow it, but, and they, and they ran through our ass, like shit through a tin horn. <laughs> I had that one written down. That's, that <laughs> That's was, fun. uh, after a G five almost lost, they didn't lose. I don't think that one, I think they were close to losing to a G five and he could, they ran through our ass, like shit through a tin horn, man. And we could not stop them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have I have another one on here that uh, just memories and pieces that I kind of thought <laughs> was funny. Just the rat poison stuff that in the last couple of years that has uh, c- come to fruition. He goes, you guys just poison, just put out all this poison, rat poison, rat poison. And then they go through and after they're being hyped up by the media, and then on the flip side, they're not picked to win the SEC title against Georgia a couple of years ago. And he goes, the rat poison he gave us today. That was yummy. That was good. Like, and then he <laughs> fed his players with the same stuff. It was just so good. Um, did anybody have? Um, obviously, we're not speculating. Uh, we don't have any insight into any of this. But like replacement, who are you call it? Doesn't matter. It's a downgrade. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Mike yes. Elko. If Mike <laughs> Elko was already me, hired, I feel like he would have been a guy. Let me. I thought about that too, Reese. Mike Vrabel. Vrabel came to mind. Ooh. Here's okay. here's what I here's what I thought. You, we already know that the, the shoes are going to be too big and the expectation is just going to be too high. It does not matter if they even mm-hmm. grabbed Kirby Smart, for God's sakes. I still think I that, say that I still think the expectation is just too high. So I think they also can go and get whoever they want. Before listening to anything, I, I on my way home today, I was like, I paused and I was like, I really thought about it. And three names that, that really came to mind, I went first to fired NFL coaches. Vrabel's never done it in college football, but man, he seems like a tough ass dude who could really sell recruits and, mm-hmm. and to thrive at Alabama. He would be like third on my list. First for me was Dan Lanning. Like, yeah. And Kiffin I was agree. a good one. I think Kiffin was a good one. But I, had like Kiffin, Dan, I liked Kiffin and Lanning. I think pretty close to the top. Dan Lanning. I thought, I think is the clear favorite, not favorite. Like I'm a source and that's who they should go. Like yeah. my personal favorite. That you were throwing who, odds on it. That's who you think it would be. Is that probably, what you're saying? Or you just say that? No, you like, put your like money if on. I were making the decision, if like, yeah. if I'm the athletic director, I'm going after Dan Lanning. That's what, my number what, one pick. How much money can Oregon throw at him to keep him? I mean, this is Oregon though. We have I unlimited they, money. Yeah. That's you're, you're battling unlimited money on both sides. I think it's really like how much does he really love Oregon and Eugene and like the family aspect of things. And also them being in the big 10 helps a lot now. Now if they were in the mm. pac 12 still in that situation, um, I think it could be a huge, a completely different conversation, but I think Oregon's got, got the things to back it up. They have the money they have, they can recruit on a level like Alabama. I think 
Um, and now they're in a league that's probably just as big as the SEC. So Alabama would have to work for him if they really did want him. But God, I couldn't think like he's the young, he's a young guy. He yeah. he prides himself on defense. I think he can coach the hell out of anybody. Here's so. here's the weird part though. Here's buyouts for potential Alabama head coaching candidates. This is from Pete Thamel at Pete Thamel on uh, X. Dan Lanning, twenty million dollars. Kalen DeBoer, twelve million dollars. Dabo Sweeney, seven point five million dollars. James Franklin, six million. Mike Norvell, four million. So you'd have I to like, pay these schools out of for a second. I do like Norvell. I don't think he's the worst option, but I want to say this. I just think if I'm and I wouldn't give Dabo a call. Wouldn't even touch it. Wouldn't I don't think I would it. either. Why would you want I, to I'm when so they've made their it. hay and it's such a destination? Now you don't even want to take kids out of the portal or you don't want to like live in the new world. I don't think they're I think the only backwards. top 25 team without a transfer portal recruit, and it's January 10th. That's it's unexcusable. It's so ignorant. I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm really starting to hate the guy for how arrogant he is. <laughs> I just I think it's ridiculous. Parks, anything like replacement wise. Uh, Saban moment. JP on a, I think JP froze a little bit there. Did I really? You still see me? Barely. Yep. No, Barely. Yep. I, I still heard you. So J right. Cam, anybody that you came to mind while JP gets his connection back. Yeah, I don't think we're far yeah. off. We just talked about how much Washington has to replace. How about maybe a head coach? <laughs> it's not a I terrible mean, option. Yeah, Caleb DeBoer, is that a bad option for Alabama? No. no. Absolutely not. And then I think the craziest, most outlandish name that came to my mind, and it's very far-fetched because they had a very down year or let-down team, but Lincoln Riley's got to be a name that's floating around somewhere. In some rumorville, that name is floating around. I don't know. I think he'll always float. I think he'll yeah. always float in rumors. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, when you left the situation you were in for what you went to, uh, I yeah. honestly think I just think that would I, be the craziest play, but that's the most, most far fetched name that I think you might see. I don't There's think some it would we'll be a, for a job. I, I don't Brian. think it would be a bad hire. I genuinely think Alabama would treat him like scum. Like they're they're so far above he him, and they think he's mm -hmm. soft. And I really think they would just spit him out if that was an option. But I, I, I mean, I think Lincoln Riley's a hell of a coach. How fun would Alabama and um, sorry, but uh, Oklahoma, Alabama next year, Venables, Dabo. Oh, the staff gosh. that went to the national title three times together. I'd love to see Venables get a shot at Dabo, but I love I hope him. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah, Ven what, uh, Venables, I think in the next couple of years, he'll become more of a hot name, but Oklahoma is going to become even more of a big job with its move to the SEC. Mm -hmm. Here, Here's the biggest thought that came to my mind for a team that would really like. I don't think Alabama even can get, and that's crazy to say. What's Alabama's argument against Texas right now to try and grab Sarkeesian? Like, what can they sell that Texas doesn't have? I, I think if you're Sark, do you really want to fill those shoes? That's not what I'm saying. What What does Alabama argue that they are better yeah. than Texas if they want to grab Sarkeesian? I, I don't I think don't anything. Think so. 100%. They just beat them. I yep. think they're on a better trajectory scale. They have much better athletes, way better skill players. They're recruiting mm -hmm. pretty much better than them. I mean, you already saw that five-star receiver Williams decommitted an hour yep. ago from Alabama. Uh, I think they're more physical on the defensive line. Like, 
the money wise, money's nothing to Texas. I still think like remove a bunch of history from Nick Saban. Like Texas is just as big of a brand as Alabama is right now. Absolutely. A bigger brand. Sorry. I believe they're a bigger brand. There you go. In all sports. I think it's a bigger brand. Um, Last thing before we jump into our best and worst from bowl season here. I think when you look at this, we need to pay attention to the portal and what the turnover from Alabama becomes like how much of that. And I think this hire has a lot to do with it. If the players really enjoy the hire, if they're bought into it um, or if they're ready to find a new home and find a new coach, because that is obviously a huge part of the original reason people transferred in the college football world is coaching changes. So something to pay attention to last segment here, before we get out of here, our best and worst from bowl season. We'll go wrap it around the horn here. Uh, You'll give me your best. You think you thought was the best thing from bowl season. Worst could be anything, any part of any of it. Parks, we're going to start with you because you're on the top here with me. Yeah. You want to go best first and then worst? Yeah. Go, give me your or, best and then worst. So then okay, so you'll give my me both best. and then I'll go the next. Yeah. I have to give a credit to all the marketing teams out there. My best from bowl season is just the mascots. I thought the plethora of marketing we got through bowl season, which mm-hmm. blew it up on social media, which helps the sport especially when bowl games are being questioned like they are. What a blessing those marketing teams are. I thought Pop-Tarts did a great job. I thought Scooters did a great job. Cheez-Its always knocks it out of the park. But then you got, I mean, you guys got a few random sprinkles in there. Like the Orange Bowl mascot is great. It's always good. Um, But we just got to show appreciation for the stuff behind the scenes sometimes. And those teams deserve it. Because like having a live mascot on the field that you can eat, come on, man. That's what we're talking about. That's college football. We had a Pop-Tart come to life this year, gentlemen. When are we going to get that? Literally. I just wish yeah. it was a brown sugar one. But the life. They dropped it down, shot it out the bottom. Kansas State eats it. What? what that's Dreams college football. Dreams do come right. true. Get a sign, that's exactly sign everything. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So shout out to the marketing team. I thought that was the best part. My favorite part of bowl season this year around. Worst part, Syracuse. I had Syracuse. That's all I got to say. Come on, man. They're I think neat. that's just <laughs> – I think Dude. that's the worst, like – that's like the worst of the worst games. attempt like, to play. You should always didn't want to play. They weren't motivated. That's, nobody right? got anything out of that. Like that is the example. I mean, obviously, Florida State will probably be discussed here, but Syracuse was the example of like this yep. is why people don't watch bowl games. That yes. right there, what yep. they threw out there was a disgrace to football and bowl games in general. It was just atrocious. Put Fran Brown so had, had to watch that. Twenty twenty four. Flip the page. New Year, boys. Here we go. It's either they got to like change it to where, hey, Kyle McCord, I know you don't play for this team all year, but you can play in this game if you want. Like you can learn the playbook or practice with Mm -hmm. them. Because like him just sitting on the sideline watching his new team just get piss pounded is abysmal to watch. So take that off. Syracuse, worst part of bowl season. Jake, you're up. Best and worst. Yeah. uh, We're going to throw parks so we don't repeat. We're going to put the Pop Tarts into your mascot one, right? I'm just going to assume because that was yeah. probably was the that best. Too. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody anybody... liked the branding and advertising around okay. okay. Bowl okay. Game I'm just making sure so nobody well. goes and says Pop-Tarts and we're just repeating <laughs> the same thing. Good. Uh, honestly, for me, um, just thinking about us and now that we're in the offseason and we're rolling on topics and we're going to be talking about teams here throughout the next few months. One thing I've really loved with bowl games the last few years is the backup quarterbacks or the f- quarterbacks of the future that, that get these – preseason games quote I think it's more of a preseason game than it is an exhibition game uh when people are having this conversation you got Nico at Tennessee 
Jackson Arnold, we saw at Oklahoma, even though he didn't play well, it was nice to kind of see what he brings. Nussmeyer at LSU, like the list goes on and on. And I just think that um, I thought that was really fun to watch. It's a little tidbit. That's really what gets me to pay attention to these bowl games. They don't see it as, oh, Jaden Daniels isn't playing. I'm like, no, I want to watch Nussmeyer and I want to see what what this team is when they still put some talent around him. So that's my best of the bowl games. I thought the backup quarterbacks were really fun to watch or the the up-and-coming quarterbacks, yep. you would say. Worst, I mean, what's the – I'm kind of – it's kind of going hand-in-hand hand with, with Parks and Syracuse. I mean, obviously, going just on a bigger scale, Florida State and Georgia – um, it, it, the casuals don't talk about Syracuse because they didn't watch the game. Um, they didn't pay attention to it, but there was a lot of talks about Florida state and how we can prevent mm-hmm. that going in. And it just really give a bad light to our sport. Um, so that was, that sucked to see. Cause I think it could have been obviously a little more competitive had some faces been in that football game, but just kind of the bad light that came from that. Uh, I thought it was an outlier. We might get one of those a year, but I just don't think you're going to get that many opt-outs from a team like that going forward in bowl games because of – I I would imagine in a 12-team playoff, there's not going to be – there will be teams disappointed they didn't get in, but there are not going to be teams that felt like they got snubbed like Florida State because mm-hmm. you run the table or you go 11-1 and one, you're in, so – I agree. I mean, that's that's a big part of everything that we had to deal with within bowl season. Reese, to you, your best and your worst. So what are the odds I had both of my best things taken back to back like that? But I'll come up with someone on the Seems fly. Seems pretty high. Seems um, pretty high. I would yeah, say – I mean, you're What? I was going to say, uh, unless you have something, I was going to say give us the best game. I came up with something. I, I, was, I just came up with something. It's uh, – <laughs> You're you're seeing kind of the older brands taking over. Like you had Arizona beating Oklahoma, you had Missouri beating Ohio State. Um, it's so like you're seeing kind of those brands that have been um, Ole Miss beating Penn State. So like the brands that have been around but haven't been as well known the past couple of years, winning these games at the end of the year, kind of becoming a little more well known. Those programs taking off on the right path. Um, coaches doing very well for them. Like Arizona's a team we that was our team of the year. Like surprising. Um, Ole Miss landing all these guys. Um, so you're getting teams on better trajectories for like this coming years. So beating those teams, Missouri team that none of us really talked about at the beginning of the year. Like now they're beating Ohio State, a team that I had picked in the national championship at the beginning of the year. So like you're getting teams that are becoming well, well more established than what they have been in the past. So I think that's kind of something to go off. Um, but then worst. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of going off what those guys are saying too, but I'm sorry, JP, but that cheese at bowl was just not it, man. Like it was just it. Like Nico was, I thought you were going to, no, I thought you were going to save the worst for JP to say that I've, that's gotta be oh, JP's no. worst is sorry. Just <laughs> them throwing that on the field. Yeah. It's not my worst. That was like, what the shit's the random throw at man? Like, why are we just taking shots all of a sudden? <laughs> It's, it's it's if there was all nothing the bowl worse, games I watched, tell me there's nothing worse. You're telling me here, there's nothing worse that happened. Here, yeah, no, no, Hill? Here's, here's my question, Look, brother. You didn't ass, even have to. Dude, that it. guy was bad. Here's my question. Congrats, Reese. You're fucking groundbreaking. What? Why? Why was that game on New Year's Day? Like I don't know. Why wasn't Why wasn't the Peach Bowl? Like why wasn't the Cotton Bowl? Why did we put that fucking game on on New Year's Day? 
I don't know. I don't make the schedule, that man. So I had to watch it. Bad. Last year was LSU. I think Reese, Reese's idea of that was just because of the eyes. Like everybody's sitting on their couch watching college That's football fair. on New Year's Day. Like, no, That's they weren't. Fair. They were getting their chores done and getting all their errands run before they had to host people for the games that night. Come on, man. They weren't watching that. <laughs> they might have been. I hope not. Yeah, I was going to say you're <laughs> yeah. lying to yourself if you really think um, away. Uh, I'll jump into my best here. Um, I did have the advertising from all the bowl games. So I think that's important. Parks touched on that very well. Uh, I'm going to go daytime games. The ability to put some of these lower programs, these G5s, these programs that don't get as many eyes in the middle of a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Friday um, in standalone games and give them people watching them and becoming more um, – you know, knowledgeable on these programs. I think that's awesome. That's the best part of bowl season under these programs getting to be on national television uh, to the public eye that doesn't watch college football all the time or doesn't, you know, understand how it's laid out. I think that's super important, especially if college, like kids that are younger kids coming into high school, they're learning more and more about the program. I mean, I think that's awesome stuff for them. You raised your hand, Schaefer. No, go ahead. Just oh. throw it to me once you're done. Okay. I, worse for me. Um, I had two, I think I want to add into this and I didn't want to be basic and say opt outs, um, poor host cities. I think there's a lot of cities here that just don't really like buy into being a bowl host. And then they're just kind of like, man, whatever, like they'll have their couple events for the players, but like, it's not a great place for the fans to go. It's kind of boring. It's expensive. Um, and then skeleton staffs hate them. Mm done with yeah. it i'm tired of it these kids deserve a lot better than your fucking coach leaving you not having a guy hired ready in time so their um running backs coach who's not even the offensive coordinator has to step up because the oc and head coach already left for their new job and these guys have to implement a game plan to go through this whole thing just to be told they're fired in a couple of days like i hate the skeleton staff so i think it's or they're just leaving they're leaving to take another job and they yeah, just don't give exactly a shit. i i hate it i i hate the skeleton staff that's the worst part of bowl season i have two honorable mentions for the worst not to go on a negative note here but jp yeah, the whole city the whole city one kind of churned something in my head that i don't know what you guys thought um the the attendance for every single game this year outside of the playoff obviously was what? just can I, poor poor yeah. can, I, can i add to that did you what if what if we put a bowl game in just weird spots? Kansas City. I know it's cold, but like if it's a Midwestern team, they'll get... go down there. Omaha, Des Moines, Minneapolis, think... like Chicago, like there's all these places where I... like the Midwestern people will go. Like I would go down to Kansas City to watch Iowa play in a bowl game. Parks, you'd go down there for sure. You'd go to Omaha to watch I'd go to watch Ohio playing a bowl game. I don't give a shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know it's cold and it's probably outside. But, like, I think it'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. I would, well, if they were going to do that, they would have to make it for local teams. Like, you can't throw an SEC team in Kansas City. Nobody's going to watch that in the middle of January. Well, I, it could be anybody. It could be I Northwestern get versus Wake Forest or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing two names out there. But. I, don't, I don't know about any other podcast that has four different guys that have driven at least – Two of us drove 26 hours to go down to the state of Florida to watch their college team play in a national championship. And then the four of us also drove down a year later, 13 hours in a car to go down to Louisiana to watch them play in the championship game as well. You guys can suck it up and drive up a little bit north. Come on. Yeah, fellas. and that was the grand like in Ruston, Louisiana. So let's chill out. I think they'll go to Kansas City. <laughs> but Good I hear ball, you guys. Saying, Jake, because it is colder. I get that 100%. My second worst honorable mention, poor showing from G5 this year. 
Uh, it was. From the, from, from the cream of the crop, G5s, Liberty, uh, UNLV, James, James Madison, Troy. SMU. SMU, SMU, thank you. Like those are our top. SMU. Those guys were all in our. Those would have been in our college football G five playoff. I think and every single one of them was previewed for us beginning of the year outside looked, of Liberty because I don't think Liberty's terrible. very good still. But <laughs> looked uh, looked absolutely terrible. Yeah, rough. Oh, I'll go I'll, one more honorable yep. mention. Best. I think that that little brawl from from Eastern Michigan, South <laughs> Alabama was that was so bad, for, dude. What a piece of shit. <laughs> That was it's unreal. good for the brand. <laughs> what what are you at a punching a guy with a helmet? What as the guy singing, as the guy singing to his family. <laughs> his back. The guy's leading the fight song in the alma mater. He gets sucker punched with a helmet. <laughs> it's good content, though. They made the media. Parks, you got some? Uh yeah. I this is my pitch to bowl games. More mm-hmm. bowl games in baseball stadiums. They're awesome. We need more of them. Field sucks. Surface blows. I'm kind of. It couldn't be any worse than Pasadena. They can't even get get a snap off of that bitch. I did. Did you watch one in Wrigley this year when Iowa played? That wasn't a ball game though. I'm saying like baseball field. Chase Field. Chase Field. That was awesome. Find inside ones. Find inside ones. A fair. Or retract. Jake, what do you got? Well, I was just saying before we we can put a pin on on bowl games before my last question. If this is in depth, we got to save it because we have some weeks to cover. No, it's not. It's it's not in depth. All right. It's not at all. We got to talk about it. Fire away. This is more probably for you, Parks. Um, Don't game end this episode on this shit. Don't do it. (laughs) No, no, no. no. The game ends on on Monday. Uh, No Mm -hmm. EA Sports announcement. At all, I mean, come on. I am dude. Seriously, I knew, the, the, I knew have, that nothing was going to happen. We have to stop with these these Twitter people saying this is going to be in the game, and and they're doing this with the virtual, like in the rituals, and they're going to announce a commercial, and they're set to announce a, a set date. No, where are you getting your sources? Because EA has said like none of these things, and that's the all. problem. I think people are trying to force their hand. Yeah, the last there's... thing we saw was two years ago. We got a Brutus the Buckeye picture of like the generations of him and how it's going to look in the game. That's it. They went radio silent. We got to stay on them. I knew that there was not going to be an announcement. I knew are right we... as JP sending that tweet, but I had to fuel into the trending topic. If you want, if I'm just going to say, if you want news on the football game, obviously we're not going to get any of that news because we're not in the college. We're not in the college uh, football media. We're not in the video game media. We don't have somebody. EA ties. If you want information on this, and he's been on spot on the entire time. Uh, Matt Brown on X is at Matt Brown EP. He does like some college football stuff, but it's mostly a lot of it's around this video game and what news you're getting and when you're getting it and what's actually going to be in it. So pay attention to that. Not just some account looking for clicks, hoping to make sure you retweet them so they can get followers because they said EA sports Gen- is going to release the game on one day. Genuinely. I don't think the I would be surprised if the game comes out in July. Like I have to physically, I have parks. When you get it, I have to physically go to your house See and it. watch you play the game because I'm not going to go and buy a PS5 when it comes out right away. Like I'm going to give it probably six months until people start playing it and I hear more about it before I do anything. Well, so I have to you're like gonna go get FOMO. to your- Oh my God. You're going to get FOMO, to- Jake, because some kid who'd barely played NCAA 14 is going to buy it. And he's going to tell you all It'll about his there. dynasty and how he's the best. That he's won six national titles at Toledo because he's playing on, uh, what do they call the easiest mode? Everybody help me out here. Freshman. freshman. Playing on freshman. freshman. 
and they're just not going to sell option, and he's lighting you up and you're not going to have anything to say because you're not playing the game Schaefer this guy's they're better, not gonna sell- better than you and that's a real slight the game the game first of all I don't play online I just play dynasties and they're Soft. not going to sell out there's all the game will always be there they're not going to sell out the game it'll he's be there FOMO. five months Jake after Parks. it releases he's going to get FOMO he is going to it's just going to realize it are Kids aren't like us now. Like when we were back when we were kids, we, yeah, we got to teach these kids a lesson. People. We got to jump online and just pound would, them. Your cousin would just piss pound you, your older cousin, yeah. if you played each other. Kids now, like Fortnite, for example, everybody's yeah. played it. Those 12 year olds, dude, they're they pretty good. Our ass on that. That's what they're going to happen. Yeah. That's what this is our time to shine, baby. You're, you're, you're the one who plays mad. You're going to just be getting slacked. What are you talking it, about? What's it probably going to be somewhat Madden. similar? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Madden, Madden's super hard. They're going to kill you. All these Madden geeks are going to just smoke Madden you sucks. guys. I, I'm sucks. one of them. Yeah, you're. You, I've been ready to go. I bought I'm the, just I'm saying, ready to roll. I'm as as this generation who went through NCAA football all the way through, it is our time to shine to put these kids mm-hmm. in their place. We run this game. I'm just saying. Jay better buy some doors when he buys They it. have never seen the double wing. It's a yeah, not in any Maddens. Good we're going to be at a bar one night, and we're going to be discussing me and Parks and Reese. We're like, dude, we're. I mean, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And this is my how my dynasty's going. Some kid's going to be like, overhear it, and he's going to be so happy to tell Jake about his Fresno State dynasty and how well he's doing and how well he's recruiting. He got a five star, and Jake's not going to have the game, and he can't show him up because he doesn't have the game. Facts. Put the this out there right more now. The problem. I just don't want to. Yeah, the... it's expensive. I agree. I, Shay, hey, make sure you buy the insurance when you buy the controllers because I know some are going to get tossed when you're playing, bud. <laughs> that is that the, video that is incredible. A, that is a great point. <laughs> I have not had rage in like two years. I haven't played video games in just light years unless like you guys are around. Like I don't play by myself. So I haven't broken anything in so long. And honestly, it's probably <laughs> we might have to tweet point, that man. video out. We might have to tweet that video out as a anticipation for Time the new game. I talked talk about the controller throw when he didn't oh. know I was recording. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's got to get both of them out there. Title it. Who doesn't play with himself? Title of the video. Oh, shoot. All right. Great discussions. Thank you guys for listening uh as we get into the off season if you want debate topics things covered you have questions please reach out to us on x um instagram tiktok all of our platforms feel free to interact with all of that thank you for everything once again it's been an incredible college football season can't wait to jump into the off season and then into the 2024 season with the 12 team playoff it's going to be an absolute blast appreciate everybody tuning in schaefer how about you take us away dbr one last time play it rolling down a backwoods Tennessee Byway, one arm on the wheel, holding my lover with the other, a sweet, soft southern thrill. Worked hard all week, got a little jingle on a Tennessee Saturday night. Couldn't feel better. I'm together with my Dixieland delight. Spend my dollar, park in a holler, need the mountain moonlight. Hold her up tight, make a little loving, a little turn of dubbing on a Mason Dixon night. It's my life, oh, so right.